Hello and welcome to the 551 podcast. Uh, my name is Westford Dine, and yes, this is another podcast this week. I felt bad about, you know, no podcasts over the holiday season. And had I uh, planned properly, I would have had some of these interviews, you know, interspersed while over break, like, uh, you know, actual pros do. But, uh, you know, life's been a bit weird. So um, anyway, today I've got Justin Davis, who, you know, we'll talk about it. I won't give too much of an introduction because I kind of do it during the interview. But, you know, he is is one of those players who... Um, he just was here so long in Minnesota, uh, that he, um, he, I think, uh, you know, we had the Justin Davis on the left hand side song that we would sing for him. Um, and so I, I think it's kind of great for new fans. Uh, maybe you're a newish fan, uh, to hear from guys like this, um, who, who were there from, you know, 2011, um, and people who've been around getting to hear, uh, Justin's voice a lot. He, you know, he didn't get, uh, interviewed a ton when he was here, you know, uh, I probably only interviewed him a couple times. Uh, so yeah, it's great catching up with him. Now he's at Nashville. We'll obviously talk about that. Um, just one note for the first, uh, one minute of it. I, I, he was really quiet and then I kind of adjusted something. I didn't want to make him go back and re-say the answer to that. So the first minute I'll try to adjust it, but it'll be a little weirder and then it'll kind of even out for the rest of the interview. So sorry about that. Uh, just random uh, notes. Uh, like I said, next week uh, it'll be a late podcast in the week because Thursday night on January 17th at the Black Heart of St. Paul, 8 o'clock, we're going to do a, a, a joint podcast with uh, the Daves I know. So please come and heckle. It's really fun to do these off-season events where we can kind of get together and uh, and just kind of talk about soccer. Um, and, uh, you know, you can... You can yell at people, uh, if you, if you'd like, or you can just be polite and listen uh, either way. Um, and then, uh, you know, always check, uh, Blackheart of St. Paul's Twitter for, uh, what games we're going to be open for, uh, and, uh, and also just come for karaoke or something like that. But, um, thanks everyone for listening. And now here is Justin Davis. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm super pleased to be joined by uh, Minnesota United NSC Minnesota Stars and Minnesota Stars FC uh, legend. You know, played uh, seven years for the club. Um, Justin Davis, you are now in Nashville, but thank you for joining me on the phone. Yeah, you bet. I've never been referred to as a legend before, so I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, I I think you know the the fullback position is a de- very difficult thing to become a legend in, and. You know, for for how long you were with Minnesota, and um, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit of kind of the the history there. But um, seven years, and and basically every year you were, uh, you know, you were one of the first on the the team sheet. I think every year you played twenty seven or twenty eight games, and so I think that I think you get legend status. I'll take it. Yeah. Man, you're making me uh, get reminiscent here and thinking of all all the years I spent there. It's great. Well, we'll 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 have some nice happy memory time. I mean, let me let me actually just just uh, go. You know, we we've got a lot of listeners who now you're you're like they're like, who's this Justin Davis guy? But um, a lot of a lot of people obviously will remember you. Um, but maybe we'll just like you came to Minnesota in 2011, basically out of college, right? You got drafted by Salt Lake and then. And then came to Minnesota. Um, 
How did that signing come about? What, what was the connection that brought you here? Yeah, it's a pretty strange and kind of fortuitous uh, story and situation for how I got there. But yeah, I was drafted by Salt Lake in 2010, so they were coming off the uh, MLS Cup in, in 09. So always a, a difficult roster to make. You know, guys like Beckerman and Ramondo are basically in their prime, and they had a had a great squad. So got drafted there, ended up not signing, and then I actually went back to school for you know three quarters of a year and finished up my degree. And then that following uh, December, January time frame, got a call from Kyle Altman, who was the, uh, the captain at the time. And he has ties, obviously, being from uh, New Mexico with the program there. And he was familiar with me. He would uh, come back and train with us uh, in his offseason. So he, I don't know, out of the blue, I don't know who told him to call me, but he reached out and said, hey, if you want to come on trial? And to be honest, I really didn't have any other options. I, you know, was kind of, at the, you know, at the point where I needed to decide, am I going to play? Do I need to start looking for, for a real job? But I, you know, took them up on it, packed my car, drove 20 some hours from Phoenix up to Minnesota, caught a blizzard in Iowa, which was great and was there for about a month, month and a half trial and earned a contract. And it was, pretty crazy how that is what led to yeah the the seven years that i was there so yeah i mean we had seven years uh in minnesota and and even from the beginning um you know it was kind of crazy you come into a, a squad and you played i think you know wikipedia says 28 games or something that that season um and that was the the you know of course the the 2011 um nasl uh championship that that nsc minnesota stars won um, and that's, that's kind of a crazy way to introduce yourself as a, as a professional going from, you know, uh, league owned team, uh, to, uh, you know, not being very good that season and then suddenly winning the, the championship. What, what do you remember from that year? That was, it was such a crazy year. Cause yeah, like you said, we didn't know if the team was going to be back for next year. It was my rookie year. I, I just wanted to you know, make the 18 and try to get some games. And I don't think I played the first five or so games. And then I don't know if it was an injury or, you know, someone was struggling out there, but, you know, I got my chance. I think I ended up scoring my second start for the team. And then, yeah, we kind of made the playoffs somehow, got that last seed. And then things just kind of started happening for us. You know, I think the matchup playing Carolina, yep. I want to say it was. And I don't know, it was just like a good matchup for our team. We, we pulled out some results and I don't know how it happened, but it, it's one of those things where you just look back and it's like, oh, that was pretty awesome and pretty rare that something like that would happen, especially being my first year and being able to contribute as much as I did, you know, throughout that year. It was, it was pretty special. What do you think uh, contributed most to you as a, as a professional, maybe that first year or two? In terms of, do, do you credit any anyone or, or thing to, to helping you kind of be able to, you know, succeed uh, pretty quickly in, in that team? Yeah, I think we just had a really tight-knit team. You know, like I said, Kyle, Kyle Altman was there, Kevin Friedland. I mean, we were all a very close team. Guys were probably making barely peanuts at that time. So we were all kind of in the same boat together. But 
just being able to get a bunch of games is what helped me. I think any young player will tell you that, you know, if you keep getting games and getting minutes, it's going to help you. It's going to slow the game down for you and you'll be able to, you know, do a lot more out there and just be better prepared going into games. I think that's kind of what helped me getting, getting that stuff my first year and then just being able to, to use all that experience. Um, o- over those seven years, there were three different team names, three different coaches, uh, two different leagues. Uh, I think, well, I guess just two different owners. And but um, you know, the, quite a quite a lot of changes. How did those changes and the kind of upheaval or whatever affect your playing, or or even affect maybe your career? I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of forgot about it when you're on the field. And, you know, I, I remember just always thinking, like, we don't know if we're going to be, if we're going to have an ownership. It, is the league going to be around for that year? All the NFL stuff that was going on. And then it was the MLS bids with the Vikings and then the new ownership. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff, I, it was just like, I don't know, we just got to worry about what we can do on the field and all that other stuff will will work out somehow. And I mean, I think those were the glory days of the team. Just cause even with all the uncertainty, there was still we were growing crowd numbers. You know, the team was was getting some some decent wins and results, and it was just a blast to be a part of. Yeah, it was a, I mean, there's certainly uh, as someone who's been a fan for throughout those periods, um, uh, there's some something I, I very much value of not having to worry about that and also being able to be in a full stadium. Yeah. Uh, but there was something um, uh, I think genuinely great about just feeling like um, everyone was pitching in and, and looking up at the stands and, and thinking, this looks like more than last week or, you know, this or then, uh, yeah. uh, you know, this looks like nobody's here thinking those, but there, there was something special about that, that time when, you know, like you said, that first, that first season you played, it was a, it was a little bit, um, bad news bears at, at times, you know, with these kind of guys coming together. Um, obviously there were some great players there, but you know, people making, making peanuts and kind of pulling out a championship that season was, was, uh, pretty remarkable. Yeah. And like, like you said, with, you know, the more fans, uh, from one week to the other, to the other, I think, I think that was huge. And it was kind of like a word of mouth thing. I, mean, I don't think our marketing budget was anything at that time. So it was just people giving the team and, and soccer in Minnesota a chance and then basically falling in love with it. And, and it's gotten to the point now where you're about to move into an incredible stadium and, and yeah, you don't have to worry about league holding or anything like that. So now you guys got it made. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it feels good. <laughs> but, um, you know, during that, during that period, you know, w- w- along with that, because it was kind of, um, small and DIY, there was a lot of weird culture that, that came out of it. You know, obviously everyone now talks about Wonderwall. Um, there were a lot of other, uh, kind of songs like, um, the Anarchy in the UK song that Carl Craig kind of, uh, told the dark clouds to start singing but um the the one thing you know associated with you is the cider drinking celebration and i think enough people uh of, of our listeners kind of remember that but but a lot of them i think won't have been there and maybe i, I just wonder if you can retell that story of of how you came to be <laughs> become this cider drinking celebrator because uh, it was pretty reluctant uh, as far as i remember but yeah, no, I mean, like you said, just 
before I touch on that, is the the culture that we created with Wonderwall, and that's just exploded, and everyone jumps on that. And it's cool. I remember the first time we sang that as a team, and that was like 2012. And you know, like you said, Carl had a, a huge impact on the culture that that club has. But if my if my beer chugging antics added to it, then I'll I'll take pride in that. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. 15, 2015, I think it was, just when there was that old beer garden there before they did the, the mm-hmm. remodel of the Expo Center at, at National Sports Center, everyone always talked about, like, oh, like, you know, you score and then you just run into the beer garden and do that. And for me, I, I never scored on that side when, when it was around. So I was like, all right, I guess I missed my chance. But I don't know. It just so happened, I think, uh, I think we were playing indie at the time and, Venegas played a great ball across, and I just was able to get a, a decent finish on it, and kind of blacked out a little bit, and just said, "You know what? We're gonna do it," and jumped up and crap. I forget the guy, forget the guy's name, but definitely stole his uh, his cider and uh, just chugged that a little bit and threw the rest on my face, and it just kind of blossomed into this awesome thing with True North Elite, where we just started doing it. After, after victories, and I think I would always try to bring somebody with me to, to get them in on all the festivities, and it was great. It's like you said, people taking this small thing of me chugging a cider mid-game and turning it into this celebratory thing that we do after every game is, is it's pretty rare, but I think it's awesome that the club can, can have something like that. I don't know if anyone's doing it now. I know I brought it down here. To Nashville, so maybe the, someone can there's take my there's up there. definitely no no chugging going on uh, right now, so we, we've got to work on that. What's Miguel doing? Tell Miguel <laughs> to get off his butt and do something. Yeah, may, I I don't know. Does he return any or either of our phone calls anymore? No, he's 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 too big for that. Um, hey, he's on a bigger, better thing. <laughs> I, so you you know you just you mentioned this a little bit. You scored a goal last year uh, with Nashville, and uh, and you, you did bring the uh, the drinking celebration down there. So I I scored one. I actually didn't do it after I scored here. Okay. we were. We were down, so it actually, we were down a man and down a goal, so it tied up the game, so I didn't really think it was like the appropriate sure. time to <laughs> start chugging a cider. I probably would have cramped up right away, but, uh, yeah, we started doing it here after, after home wins, and I, the fans kind of, you know, jumped on it here too. They, they love it, and even the, the beer sponsorship here is loving it, so it's one of the, one of the things I brought down with me. Get, get paid in any way you can, man. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, well, I, I do want to ask about Nashville a little bit, but I, you know, I want to just stick with uh, Minnesota for a minute. Um, you know, you were the first. You know, depending on who wins the argument, you were Venegas, um, first player signed for for MLS uh, in Minnesota. Um, you only got uh, five, I think, chances on the pitch that year. I, I'm wondering, yeah. how do you look back at that kind of that crack at MLS? You know, is it with frustration or was it a good challenge? Or how, what do you think about that year for you? Yeah, I mean, a little frustration. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy where I'm at now. So kind of how things worked out in the end, I'm I'm extremely happy about it. But yeah, I mean. I would like to have gotten a little bit more of a shot. I think, obviously, the way we started that year was terrible, uh, for lack of better words. And I think 
being one of the guys who was brought up from the NASL team and with the new staff coming in, I think it I was an easy first move for them to make. And so I felt good. I mean, the last real game I had at my true position was our first home win against Salt Lake, and I mm-hmm. thought I played pretty decent that game. And things started to slow down for me, being in the new league, making the jumps. I felt like I could do better and better going forward. And then, unfortunately, I didn't really get that chance to do it. So, yeah, there's some things I'd like to have back, but at the end of the day, I can't really do anything about it. I'm I'm happy to be here in Nashville, and, you know, it is what it is. So yeah, let, let's talk about Nashville. Last year, um, twenty eighteen, you go down there, and um, it's a brand new club. Uh, in you know, for you, obviously, a brand new city. Um, what? T- tell me about the the startup of of the club there. What What is it like, or what has it has it been like? What was that first year like? Yeah, it's like you said, brand new club. So we're building that culture and, and starting traditions, and you know, it's it was 20 some new guys in a brand new city where there's a lot going on other than soccer. So yeah, we're trying to find, you know, our little niche in, in this market and, and gathering a fan base. So it kind of, kind of reminds me a lot of the, the early days in Minnesota where it's a lot of word of mouth and you, you start seeing more and more people every week, which is something I got experience with and it, it's exciting to see it again. And, so happens we wear the same colors as the stars. So it, it's kind of reminiscent of of those days in 2011 and 2012. But you know we're doing we're doing some awesome things here. The the club keeps growing. We got obviously all the MLS stuff happening here in the next year. So there's a lot of uh, buzz around the city for that. We started doing a few signings for that and stadiums, all that stuff that it's kind of funny having already done it in Minnesota, you kind of know the sequence of everything and how it's going to play out. So you can, you know, mentor guys or even, you know, people here in the office and tell them like, this is the the sequence of how things are going to go. So it's an exciting time for soccer here in Nashville. And, you know, we're excited for year two, had a decent run in year one, but, you know, it's going to be bigger and better moving forward. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is that uh, you ended up being uh, at a, a, a club that that the Wilfs, uh, the Vikings ownership, uh, were were a part of in the end. Um, you, yeah. Before we uh, started recording, uh, you were telling me that you're in the um, Nashville SC office uh, doing some work. You're tell tell me a bit about that. You you are uh, you're an intern there doing uh, doing full Kevin Friedland's yeah, uh, work. I'm your typical 30 year old intern. Yep. Um, it, it's awesome. No, I mean, it's, it's something I've always wanted to do. Obviously you can't play forever and I'm, I'll be 31 this year. Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I'll be, I'll be 31 and I know you just can't stop it. Um, so, you know, you always got to think about what's next after your career. And I was able to, through MLS's partnership with the SNHU, I finished my master's degree this past year, having started that in 2017. So this is kind of what I wanted to do, you know, after I was done playing and the club has been super helpful with allowing me to come in here and intern with the marketing and communications department. So again, it's, it's bringing a lot of stuff that I learned in Minnesota and to a club that this is all brand new to. So I think it's been, uh, mutually beneficial for for both parties and i I'm, i love doing it 
Do you, um, w- when you're kind of in those marketing meet- meetings, do you kind of just be like, you should, you guys should put that Justin Davis guy in that poster. Do you just, do you just pretend it's someone else and just try to really promote that, right. that Justin Davis guy? We need to start promoting fly tackles and cider chugging. <laughs> Everyone loves this. That's typically my go-to Monday morning meeting. <laughs> that's a. I mean that that sounds like I'm not in charge of anything. I guess yeah, but you know it, it's. Uh, I, I'm go, I'm all for that. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm then back to you. I guess you're kind of thinking in terms of that. Um, you know, a couple of years from now, thinking about when how you're going to make that uh, inevitable uh, career transition. Is it? It's kind of front office stuff rather than you know perhaps like going into coaching or going into, uh, you know, whatever, whatever that might be. That's, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, no, I, I think a lot of guys take the, the coaching route. I think, you know, we just saw, uh, Neil Lavity get the, the Madison gig. Yeah. That's awesome for him. So it's, it's weird when you guys you play with are now becoming the coaches that you will like, you know, play against and just be, you know, out there. But, uh, it's just a sign of, of getting older. But uh, the the coaching side, I've never really been that good at. I think my U14 girls team that I coached back in the day won maybe one game. So <laughs> it was it was never it was never going to be you know my line of work. But uh, yeah, doing this doing this stuff uh, for the front office is is awesome. The club is obviously going to be growing here with making the jump. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for me. And you might get a, a few few more weekends of at home actually this way, for once in your life. That would be nice. Yeah, I don't have to go on the awesome road trip. Uh, Nashville is coached by uh, Gary Gary Smith. Uh, Gary Smith, uh, um, you know, won MLS Cup. Um, uh, did not. And, and then kind of went on, he was in Atlanta, right? But you're also playing with a few guys that you know from, well, you've got Mickey Reed, who uh, um, was, was yeah. I think, captain last year for you guys, right? Yeah, and, so yeah. Reed was our captain, and I get, played with Reed in Minnesota. I played with him in college as well, so it's, you can't separate us. We'll, we'll always find each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the notebook or something. It's like a, it's a yeah, it's a love story. Yeah. We we write letters to each other all the time. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know, there's other guys there because uh, you know, as these kind of, uh, especially in the lower divisions or I guess any any league, you kind of uh, um, shuffle around. You've got uh, Kosuki Kimura, who you know you played against at, at various clubs. Um, I'm trying to lost the uh the the i was going through the squad list and going like oh i know some of these guys you know matt pickens you know obviously um darnell king uh you know what when you guys kind of swap stories about kind of the lower divisions and think about you know nashville as this startup as opposed to you know all the different places that that you guys have played what 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 kind of shakes out do you do you uh swap uh war stories of uh, you know, various weird clubs that in the lower divisions in particular. Yeah, we we definitely do, and like you said, like like guys like Pickens and, and Kosuke, we just you know you just kind of talk about you know how things were in whether it's Tampa for them or you know asking how was the trip up to Blaine and you know was yeah. that the worst trip you guys had for the year? Did did you hate playing us? So like learning stuff like that was really cool. Like why is, why was Carolina always good at home but terrible on the road? And they would experience the same, you know, kind of thing. So it would be interesting, uh, this year with Darnell coming in because we actually had some like head to head battles with, you know, left and right back. So 
be cool to finally play with him than having to to chase him up and down the field. <laughs> and and like you said, yeah, like with uh with the lower leagues, like you see guys all the time. Either you know they they come on trial or they're at that club for one year and you know then they're off and then eventually you know meet up again. So. It, it's just cool to see those guys, and you know, obviously, we got. I think we got a talented roster going into to next year, and yeah, I think we're a little more experienced than some of the other teams in this league, and so yeah, a lot more connections uh, than the younger guys. Yeah, what um, what do you kind of you know with with this kind of transition? Because uh, is it after this season is MLS right? So we got one more USL season then MLS. Yeah, it should be. 2020, I believe. Okay, all right. Um, uh, what are you looking forward to then this year? Because this will be kind of a weird year for you, where you know all the players around you are kind of uh, f- like looking at that MLS thing or thinking, "Do I have to make another move?" Or what's going on? What What personally for you though are you yeah. looking forward to? I mean it. It reminds me of that 2016 yeah. NASL season. We brought a lot of guys who you know were potentials to make the jump and all that and it's it's a very stressful year i mean the way i remember it you know everyone was on edge who's who's going to be the coach what players are they taking oh you signed your deal i didn't i didn't get my deal yet like uh oh is it going to happen so like i say i'll try to use some of that experience and and help the guys i remember carl had a great saying uh during that year was if we do good as a team, it's going to be a better opportunity for everybody. And I think you saw that with Cincinnati this year. They had a they had a good uh, regular season, not so much in the playoffs, but look how many guys they ended up bringing up. So I think if we kind of take that philosophy and I kind of show you know that kind of attitude uh, within the squad as one of the older slash leaders on the team, then I, I think we'll be in a good spot. And for me, I I don't know if this will be my last year or, you know, whatever happens, we'll see at the end of this year. But I'm just going to try to enjoy it and continue to build this thing and make it the the best that it can be down here. Great. Well, it's it's wonderful to hear from you and, and kind of catch up on some of these things. Um, I, I know there's, there's um, the kind of uh, post-Minnesota uh, diaspora of players out there that I keep tabs on, like Lavity going to, to – going to, Madison and, and yeah. uh, and the, it's, it's always great, great to see you guys, uh, succeeding in other places. So thanks Justin and, uh, really wish you luck this year. I appreciate it, Wes. Uh, how, how's the new bar doing just for, as a, as a personal question, <laughs> uh, it's, I, do I have a spot to visit when I go up there? Yeah, it's, it, I keep, a, I have a gold plaque there that, that says it, this is reserved. Uh, no, it's, it's going r- really well. It's, it's, uh, it, you know, we're, um, gearing up for the the season and and just for all these renovations, so it's it's been uh, it's been kind of crazy and stressful. But um, the closer closer the renovations getting to be done and the the season gets to being in, so I'll you know we've got extra people coming in, and I'll feel I start feeling better that uh, as those things uh, go on. But it, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah, no, awesome time for soccer in Minnesota. The stadium looks incredible and it should be a good year for the fans and the team. So that's exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, man. Take care. Thanks, Wes. I'll talk to you, man.